abortion, abortion, abortion. You know, the, the SCOTUS Dobbs ruling happened in June, and I'm, I'm ready to move past it. In fact, I, I want to hear what the House Committee on Energy and Commerce is talking about right now. Ooh. Good morning, members of the House Energy and Commerce yeah, Committee. Yeah, yeah. It is my distinct honor to speak to you this morning Good. and serve my country in this way. <laughs> okay. My name is Renee Bracy Sherman, and I am the founder and executive director of We Testify, okay. an organization dedicated to the leadership and representation of people who have abortions. No! Uh, what? <laughs> what committee is this again? What? This is the uh, House Committee on Energy and Commerce. Huh. Oh, man. Apparently they got too much huh. energy. Hey, uh, before we get to that, are you tired? Well, hold on. I need. To I don't know what I want. I bourbon or beer? I'm going to pour this beer. Are you it's, tired? It's beer and Psalms uh, Wednesday. Are you tired of way, buying, we... buying sugary drinks and coffee from large woke corporations Ooh. that hate you? Dang it. Throw a tea party. <laughs> oh, I see what they're doing there. Tea party. Yeah. 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 Got that. Yep. Gold River Trading Company is an American company that offers premium alternatives for Americans who enjoy a delicious cup of tea, start your day with Gold River's invigorating American breakfast blend. Cool down with a pitcher of crisp and refreshing iced tea or unwind with chamomile herbal tea. Explore a variety of high-quality blends and enjoy a healthy, flavorful alternative from an, from an American company that shares your values. Go to Gold River Co., goldriverco.com, and save 10% off all your orders using discount code CROSSPOLITIK at checkout. You know what? Check we, them out. We got to do out. a tea in Psalm Wednesday. No. I guess. No. Well, well, no. Here's, here's, I just want to say to my Seattle friends <laughs> that tea Tuesday. and whiskey uh, you know go what? better. He's right. Tea and <laughs> Psalm Tuesday. Tea and Tuesday. coffee. You know, tea <laughs> and Psalm Tuesday. Tea you know? Tuesdays. So, so we got this Beyonce of abortion storytelling testifying before the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. And now she's talking about the, the bans and restrictions before this committee. The bans and restrictions are designed to shame us and make abortion hard or impossible to access. These situations are tragic, not only because people must remain pregnant longer than they want to be, often while caring for the children they already have, but because the very leaders who force them to do so also block child force tax them. credits, the Medicaid expansion, and refuse to engage in conversations about paid parental or sick leave or affordable health care and affordable child care or even create a national healthcare system. And once these children are born, immigrant children are caged apart from their families. <gasps> Trans Cages. children are turned into political fodder. Young students are murdered in their schools. And black and brown parents live in anxiety about the day their children encounter the police. These issues are not separate from abortion. They are the realities we consider when weighing whether we want to bring another life into this country. That is what reproductive justice is all about. Uh, um, what committee is this again? This is, so this is the House uh, Committee on Energy and Commerce. And here's what they're responsible for. Listen to this. They're responsible for health care, including mental and health substance abuse, health insurance, including Medicaid and Medicare, um, biomedical research and development, food, drug, device, and cosmetic safety, environmental protection, clean that, air and climate change, safe water drinking. That's, that's where we that's where we, National that's, energy that's policy. That's where we messed up. Motor vehicle safety, travel, tourism, and sports. What? I keep going. I mean, I'm reading half no, of it. I, that's half. What's the rest? You want me to keep going? I just want to know how much Toxic we messed chemicals up. and hazardous waste. <laughs> Renewable energy and con con uh, conservation. I was you done messed up, hey, Ron. Nuclear <laughs> facilities, electronic <laughs> communications, and the internet. 
when I was reading about this, I think the manufacturing no, it doesn't say I said, manufacturing. Okay, okay. Did you say internet? It's yeah, I literally said internet. Electronic communications and the internet. You know, at first it, I was wondering why would she be at the Commerce and Energy Committee, right. and then I went to look up like what. Turns out they run everything. Every, ev- the, they everything. actually are the yeah. what do they say the largest committee? committee that crosses more like five or seven different yeah. uh, cabinet sectors in the White House. But also, I, when I listened to her talk, I realized that. This is actually happening in the right place. Commerce and energy. You're talking about how human beings yeah. are actually operating. And she said in this clip, um, we don't want to bring children in a type of world that doesn't have, what, socialism? We don't have goods yeah. uh-huh. and services. Right. I was like, oh, that's why we're having this National conversation healthcare. here. Because if we can't get our sacrifices, then at least we should get the world uh, to take care to, of us. To, to be able yeah. to have everything that we want given to us mm-hmm. so that you become responsible for us. And so, like, if you're going to make your appeal, this would be a really great committee to make your appeal to. Well, and then commerce she, and, then, and energy. You and just covered everything. It reminds me of Michael Scott when he talks about the four main industries, um, hospitals, um, uh, trains, and manufacturing. <laughs> that, it, and that's – there we go. So she goes on, actually, to talk about justice and, and no one should be – why is she appealing to this committee? She says no one should be prosecuted for abortions. Why is she – why is Don't this? Don't look at me. No one should be prosecuted for the outcomes of their pregnancies, whether it is a miscarriage, stillbirth, or an abortion. Neither should the providers or helpers who care for us. First of all, she's flattening everything out. Right. Big time. Um, Miscarriage equals abortion? Yeah, and I think we got to be be careful that we don't flatten everything out in the same way. So you got stillborn, you have miscarriage, and we have abortion. So one of those, we have murder, Mm -hmm. and we have the second one where someone is careless, right? We can have a potential where it's miscarriage. The Bible talks about this in Exodus, I believe it's Exodus, where two men are fighting or something is going with two men, and the lady in the process gets hurt and there's a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. It's possible that you might have to pay some sort of restitution for it could be a form of manslaughter. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we don't want to just give that one over and say, well, no, those no, there's something distinction distinctly different about yep. that. Right. Now, then if a woman born. is is yep. is having a hard time carrying a child and she just miscarriages naturally, then we don't hold that against any woman, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. when we're talking about a stillborn, that's not murder. Mm-hmm. You're not intentionally going to cut the neck off of a child and then drag it out of its mother's right. womb and use it to sell for, for parts. That's not That's what right. you're doing. Right. So she collapses all three categories. No one is being prosecuted for the first two for the most part, right. unless there is like, oh, he hit her in the stomach, which we rightly should. Right prosecute that man for what's going on but that's how they do they, they just want to flatten everything out which is part of the irony of all this is actually for many states there, there have been laws on the books about that. um that have actually considered the unborn baby a person for purposes murders of, uh, when, when double homicide yeah, yeah when the mother's yeah. been murdered and she's carrying a baby it has been prosecuted uh and in many states the the laws are still on the books that it would be considered a double homicide that's right um, I believe, rightly so. I believe, yeah, right, right, rightly so. New York State, I think, is one of the first ones to have repealed that, um, having, I think, yeah, I think finally seen really, the logical outcome yeah. of it and be like, ah, no, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but I think most other states still have that on the books, wow. uh, which is part of the irony of, but you can hire an assassin to kill it. Yep. Um, but if someone else kills the mom, right. then it's a double homicide. Gabe, do you know she actually has a question for you? Does she? Yeah. Ask yourself, oh. who do you love that you'd be willing to lock up simply because they had abortions. Well, Gabe. When, when, when you are appealing, when you're asking who do you love, you're appealing to the highest committee God here. Uh, 
Yeah. That's what she's doing right here. This is the yeah. this is the highest committee God that I could get to hear me, get to yes. listen to me. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask, who do you who do you love? Who what? Who, go ahead, Toby. I, I have I have a thought on this. Yeah, I, I would I would lock up anybody that I love who would would just get them yeah. to stop killing babies. You yeah. cold man. No, you are cold. I I, I love because you who love you God's love. Justice. I love human beings. I love right. God's standard. Yeah, but right. don't you know it's who you love that they get away with murder? Oh. No. Because your love no, no. means that there's no real ju- Now, she just got done talking about reproductive right. justice. Right. So can't you tell right. that your love is greater than justice? Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. That's incoherent. Well, well that's what she's asking. Yeah. Who do you love that you wouldn't give true justice to? <laughs> You're right. I know. Right? So, no, no. And, and, and just when we're talking about justice, this is a very important part. Laws themselves are not the justice. Mm-hmm. Justice is what happens when you break the law. So right, she's talking right. about reproductive right. justice. We're, there's no such thing. That doesn't exist. Yeah. We're not talking about the same yeah. thing when we yeah. talk in about God's, that. In God's world, justice means actually we'll get out of your way. The, right. the, the state stays out of your way. So long, you're free to So live. long as you don't break the law. So long yeah. as you don't harm somebody. Right. Yeah. So, like your baby. So she keeps on going and then she talks yeah, my about notes. Her. My notes say shortly before my appointment. I don't know how to turn this. Well, just play the clip. <laughs> Shortly before my appointment, I didn't know if I could hold on. I didn't think I could be pregnant for another moment. I hoped it would all go away. And when it didn't, every day I considered throwing myself down the stairs as I had seen in movies and in history books. One night, I drank an unsafe amount of alcohol, believing it would cause a miscarriage. It didn't. She's not very smart. Thankfully, I went to my appointment and received my abortion. That was when it was legal in every state. Now it is not, and I know some will try the methods that I did. Where's the quibbling? And I want them to know that there are safe methods to self-managing their abortions, according to the World Health Organization. Who? WHO. Okay, now I just want to go back to what you said earlier. This is in her bio. She's the Beyonce of abortion storytelling. She's a Chicago born. Oh, you didn't just make that I, I, up? No, no, no. no. He did, that's, I thought that's that was, in her bio. No. I thought that was totally a gayism. She, no, yeah. no, no, no. She's committed. <laughs> it sounded to, like it. No, 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 no. It's Maybe not I, a gayism. <laughs> she's actually been popularized for, for she's popularized the word or the, the phrase, everyone loves someone who's had an abortion. Right. And so oh. she's playing. That's what her the, the, love, the love overlooks justice. Yeah. Oh. Don't forget the gospel doesn't do that. Jesus died. <laughs> that was right. justice. Right. right. But she's talking about her appointment. First of all, the acting is. Wow, give she her. She kind of quivered at the very beginning. Girl, and then went, yeah, yeah. All the single yep. ladies, you deserve the title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I watched the movie and I almost threw myself wow, downstairs. Almost. And, but here's the deal I don't want a world where um, it is legal nor safe to kill a human being. Right. That's right. I don't, and I'm, I'm so, I want to push this in the same way that I want a shooter to walk into a place. If, if a shooter walks into a place, I don't want him to make it out alive. Right. I don't want him to make it to yeah. where he makes any first. I want it to be very, very difficult for him to have yeah. any sort of success mm-hmm. whatsoever killing human beings. And right. I want that across the board. Right. Not just in the shooter situation, but in that in any situation. Right. So I always talk about, we want abortion safe. I don't. Yeah. Do you understand? Right. I don't want a right. safe environment to kill a human being. That's right. I want you to walk out of there possibly facing the same outcome for taking another person's life. That's mm-hmm. right. If you are going to be a murderer, you should face those kind of consequences yep. when you go to murder somebody mm-hmm. else. Okay? So let's stop playing this game because we act like, oh, no, we do want safe abortions. No, we don't. Right. We do not want safe abortions. We yep. don't want abortions at all. But if you're going to try to take somebody else's life, it ain't going to be safe. It shouldn't be That's safe. That's right. Uh, so I want to push to actually, I think this, this next clip is talking about her and her mom's testimony. I, I think it's number six. 
It is one mifepristone pill followed oh by four goodness. misoprostol pills dissolved under the tongue 24 to 48 hours later, or a series of 12 misoprostol pills, four at a time, dissolved under the tongue every three hours. There's no way to test it in the bloodstream, and a person doesn't need to tell the police what they took. I share that to exercise my right to free speech because there are organizations and legislators who want to make what I just said a crime. Everyone loves someone who has abortions. So she was referencing the WHO way of doing your own abortion and the medication that you could yeah. use to do your own abortion that wouldn't test up in your bloodstream. Could you imagine if they had a like uh, a paper on, here's how you lynch Negroes. Make sure you get a very sturdy rope. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Make sure you find a very sturdy tree. Yep. Right. Make sure the rope is twelve feet. Yeah. Or, or use right. an ice pick. Don't use horses. It Sometimes they back up. Track. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, oh could you gosh. imagine? Yep. Yeah. And that's what she just did. Right. She said, "This is how you kill a human being." Yep. Right. 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 That, and, and it won't be detected. You can play the last clip. Game. It, no, I've had no, enough no, of her. She put her pronouns on her. Side. I owe my life to an abortion. Not only mine, but because shortly after Roe v. Wade, a black woman was able to have an abortion in Illinois. She was in a relationship that wasn't right for her, and it allowed her to move on, attend nursing school, and marry a fellow student and have a child with him. As my mother, um, that child was me. And as my mother told me, Renee, I chose you. Mm. That is exactly what abortion is about. The ability for all of us to choose if, when, and how to create our families. On behalf of the over 100 We Testify Abortion Storytellers, I say this. Give us back our abortions at any time and for any reason anywhere in this country. Don't, Thank you. Don't miss this. She mm. said that my mom had an abortion right? so she could go to school. So my mom kills my stepsister mm -hmm. so she can go to school so she can have me. Yeah. My stepsister died for me. Right. She's saying I want to be God. Yep. House Committee uh, on Energy and Commerce. That's yeah, what right. that was. House so, Committee. So yeah. Energy speaking, and Commerce. Speaking of fruitlessness. Yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. Congress uh, voted to pass H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act. <laughs> now, this is going to replace. <laughs> why the, do, I, goal why, this, why do I think there's no respect involved? That is yeah. some irony if I ever right. heard it. This respect is going to replace DOMA, which, uh, you know, Bill Clinton signed. And, and we're going to bring in <laughs> David paragon of Fowler. Yeah. We're going to bring in our legal analyst, David oh, yes. Fowler. David oh. Fowler is actually on our network. You actually can pull up the app. And you can find his podcast, uh, Law, God, and Liberty. Hey, David, flip your camera around for us. And yeah, you kind of there you go. And and so there's there's a number of confusions actually around kind of what's going on. What what did Congress just pass? And, and then what happened to DOMA? Well, you, you have remember, a couple. You have a couple. You have the Defense of Marriage Act, right? Yep. And then you have uh, Obama's administration coming and saying, "Hey, we're not going to uh, right. prosecute." I, and I thought he, uh, uh, oh Biden. Obama, I thought he signed an executive order getting rid of DOMA, but but then I was like, oh wait, it's a law, right? And so what Biden, what Obama did was he actually just said we aren't going to enforce DOMA, right? That's what that's what Obama did. And then did. you have Obergefell. No, you have Windsor, right? In 2013, then you guys, have Obergefell. Guys, I don't really care what you think. I kind of yeah. want to know. What I want to know what yep. David Fowler thinks. Explain to us, David. Thank you for coming back on Cross Politics. By the way, I think oh, he's. I'm, I'm delighted to, and I, and I did.
make sure that Jeff Schaefer and I were on the same page, you know. So that's okay. Right. okay, good, good. All right. Well, you know, um, I think I take all blame for my comments. David yeah, go ahead. may be up at the top now. Like he's competing for like most appearances on, he's on the network. Well, he's actually he's on, on the, the network, network now. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, David, so help us understand what is it that this Respect for Marriage Act is doing? What happened to DOMA? Yeah. What did Windsor and Obergefell do? And then what, what are they trying to do now? Sure, sure. Um, real brief, briefly, the Defense of Marriage Act was passed in 1996 when some of the states, particularly Hawaii, were looking at saying, hey, uh, same-sex marriage is now required by state constitutions. You remember eventually Massachusetts did that in, right. I think, 2003. So Congress said, oh, we better, we better define marriage for the purposes of federal law. Now, Congress passes all kinds of laws and gives the definition for the laws that they pass. It's their law, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so they said, well, everywhere we use the word marriage, uh, marital spouse, we're talking about heterosexual marriage. That's not the way it was worded, but that's what it did. And ultimately, the case comes to the United States Supreme Court. It, it was decided in 2013. It's called the United States versus Windsor. And um, the Supreme Court said, you know, state states have always had jurisdiction over marriage and family, which, of course, makes sense. It was it's a common law kind of institution. You know, it, it arose before there were even any statutes. And, yeah. and they said, so really, um, Congress, all it was doing was departing from its long practice of deferring to the states just to really express their animus and disapproval of homosexuals and same-sex marriage, and they're tromping all over the rights of the states. And so they held the Federal Defense of Marriage Act, defined marriage as a man and a woman, opposite sexes, was not constitutionally enforceable. Okay? And and you're correct. um, When that case was going through the federal courts, Obama decided the Department of Justice would not defend it. The Supreme Court noted that normally the Department of Justice doesn't stop defending a law until at least it gets an adverse decision. And then (laughs) it's kind of like, oh, we lost, so why keep fighting this all the time? We're just not going to do it. Well, they decided to stop fighting, so Congress had to step in and try to defend it. But that's what happened. But the law is still on the books. Mm. Now— this is important for people to understand, and and perhaps uh, the the best way to put it is when a law is passed, the Supreme Court does not, and no court repeals the statute. Right, they can't repeal it. It's still on the books. It'll be there till the Lord comes home right. if the legislature doesn't repeal it or amend it. Right, it's just that nobody enforces it. Now, why it's important to not change the law. Is, is what we've just seen with the abortion decision. See, some states still have laws that would make it uh, illegal to perform right. abortion, right? right? As soon as Roe was reversed, those laws are still on the books. And now the question is, well, why do we need to reenact a new law? Yeah, right. The law's still there. So what, what Congress wanted to do effectively was to codify in federal statute the Obergefell decision that said Congress must respect the definition of marriage in the states because if they didn't change it, 
And then Obergefell is reversed, which Clarence Thomas said, we need to get rid of this. It's wrong, too. It's just mm-hmm. as bad as the road disease. Mm-hmm. Then see, then the Defense of Marriage Act would be enforceable again. Mm. So mm. the, the H.R. 8404 says this. Um, yeah. No person should face discrimination because of who they are or whom they love. And every married couple in the United States deserves the security of knowing that their marriage will be defended and respected. That's the Respect for Marriage Act that's going to replace DOMA. Or um, is going to supposedly replace DOMA. Um, uh, at no point do they even define marriage in here either. So they aren't even really defining anything. No, that, that's what I'm saying. They're really, they're really saying Congress is is going to recognize the the way marriage is defined in the states, and of course, the way it's defined in all the states now, not by virtue of the change of the law. See, Tennessee still has a law that says the clerk cannot issue a license except to a male and female contracting party. Hmm. What happened is. Attorney generals, governors, and and state officials just said, well, we're going to ignore the law. We're going to pretend the Supreme Court amended the state statute and took those words out. So, so picture what could happen here. If Obergefell is reversed, okay, yeah. then all of a sudden Tennessee statute still says male and female, and there is no same-sex marriage in Tennessee. Right. And if the DOMA law... Uh, well, because of the law now that Congress has passed, Tennessee would be able to say, oh, good. Well, you can't recognize same-sex marriage because Tennessee doesn't have that. Right. Right. That's really, and that's really what helpful. What they wanted to do was, was to essentially, I think, get rid of the DOMA statute right. so that uh, it wouldn't kick back into place if Obergefell is reversed. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. And David, you know what? I expect you to walk this out a little more on God, Law, and Liberty, the new podcast on the Fight, Left Feast Network. It's one of my favorites. I'm yeah. serious. I, I was yeah. listening to David before he was on the network, and I was like, we got to have this show on I'm, the network. I'm really excited to and have so him on the network. very grateful to yeah. have you on the network, David. Thank, it, thank you for coming hey, in this you, afternoon, David. this evening. Yeah, Appreciate man. you very much. And we'll get to it. Blessings, guys. God bless Thanks you. Much. Thanks, bless David. You. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Let's stop and take a moment to talk about the Fight, Laugh, Feast club membership before we finish up Beer and Psalms Wednesday. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Like, I mean, we talked for, I don't know, another 15 minutes with yeah, Naomi that's Wolf right. yesterday after the show. <laughs> yeah. And you guys kept on talking even after I left. Gabe stopped me right before I was going to. Were you going to oh, go we in for the kill? Oh, you no, missed. I was. Oh, I'm I'm talking I so if you want to hear that special part of the show yeah. for with Naomi Wolf, you got to be a club member. She blew to get my mind. Backstage access. But we do that with most of our interviews. Lastly, you also get discounts at all our conferences. So Ooh. if you've got 10 bucks a month, or more to kick over our way. That's what it costs to sign up to be a member. You can sign up now at flfnetwork.com, and then you get $100 off your registration to the conference. Hey, guys, cheers to the king. Oh, yeah, let me... We, let me. There's, there's been no cheersing. And there's been no psalms. That's true. Yeah, what? Yeah. No psalms. That's what... This has been such a downer show. <laughs> Where's David the... David made me start it off on a downer note. Uh, the psalm of the day is Psalm 19. This is David Herb's version. He's a professor of music at New St. Andrews College. And this is actually a through-composed version of Psalm 19, so I'm talking over it, but 
They're, he's singing straight through Psalm yeah. 19. It's the heavens declare the glory of God. Yep. Uh, just listen to it. Then he's going to go right into the law. Well, after this, it's the bridegroom. But what I want to hit is the last few verses. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, for the sake of time, I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in. Um, the very end of Psalm 19, David asks, "Who can understand his errors?" Right, and then says, "Here it is." Keep him back from presumptuous sins. Let them not have, have dominion over him. Mm-hmm. I'll be innocent of great transgressions. And then the final verse, you know this one. What I want to hit is at the end there where David asks, who can understand his errors? Why do we sin? How do we get to these bad places, these great transgressions? David says there's actually a progression. There are, broadly speaking, three kinds of sins that he lists. Secret faults, he asks God to forgive him of, presumptuous sins, and great transgressions. And one leads to the next. David prays that God would cleanse him from secret thoughts. These are your ugly thoughts, resentment, bitterness, lust, envy, your bad attitudes. If these are left unchecked, they're like little weeds that will grow into big sinful actions and words. In either case, we need to confess them in order to kill them, confess them to God and anyone else we openly sinned against. The next kind of sin David calls presumptuous sins. These are words or actions that we do and we know they're wrong. You might even think it while you're doing it or about to do it, but you justify it to yourself. You say, I know this is wrong, but, and then you explain to yourself why it doesn't matter, why it's not such a big deal or why you can't help it. Right. David prays both that God would keep him away from presumptuous sins, but also that presumptuous sins would not have dominion over him. When presumptuous sins have dominion over you, they rule your life. You're regularly saying, I know this is wrong, but, and then inevitably presumptuous sins, especially when they have taken dominion over you, lead to great transgressions. Great transgressions are the big Ten Commandment type sins, adultery, murder, theft, embezzlement. Great transgressions ruin lives, marriages, churches, businesses, nations. We are living in a land full of the effects of great transgressions. Yes. Broken marriages, out-of-wedlock pregnancies, adultery, pornography, addictions, murder, violence, including the violence of transgender mutilations, abortion, sodomy, suicide, and so on. And the thing to note is that God gives people over to great transgressions. Great transgressions are not merely wrong. They are the kind of wrong that God gives people over to. They are his judgments. It says in Proverbs 22, the mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. He that is abhorred by the Lord shall fall therein. Mm. The man who commits adultery or goes to a prostitute is abhorred by God. It's not merely that men who go to prostitutes might come under the, the judgment of God. No, it's the judgment of God to end up there. God hates you, and so he lets you. He's angry with you, so he lets you. 
And so we should say the same thing about our culture, about our land. It's not merely that America deserves God's judgment for abortion, sodomy, transgender confusion, theft by taxation, plundering widows and orphans. Rather, these things are the judgment of God. (laughs) God hates what America has done and is doing. And because he hates our land, he has given our land over to these abominations, these great transgressions. Let me close with the word of hope. And the word of hope is in that final verse, the final prayer of David in Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And I particularly want to point it to the word redeemer, which in Hebrew is? Okay, that's right. Good try. Um, Thank you for playing, Gabe. Well, the word there, I, was thinking, I was thinking about something else. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, the word, are, right? No. no. The word for redeemer is goel. Oh. And it's the same word translated in the book of Ruth. Not even close. For near kinsman yeah. redeemer. That's right. That's right. Remember, Boaz was that near relative who married Ruth, the Moabitess, the barren widow woman, in order that he might provide for her and her mother-in-law and raise children for them and carry on the name of her dead husband. This is a glorious picture of the gospel of why Jesus came. All of us and our land are dead and barren in our sins. We've, we are lost in our great transgressions. But Jesus is the great Goel, the great kinsman redeemer. That's right. God himself took on human flesh so that he could become our older brother truly a near kinsman who might redeem us from the curse of the law, who might pay all our debts, who might marry us and carry us all the way home. That's right. So we're dead. Our families are all touched by the effects of sin. Our land is barren and rotting, but Jesus is the great kinsman redeemer. He washes us clean by his blood and by his spirit. He empowers us to fight sin when it's still small. So it doesn't turn into presumptuous sins. And then we are kept back from the great transgressions. That's that's the beautiful picture between the redeemer and adoption. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We're gonna talk about this a little more in the backstage. So if you're not oh. a Fight Lefties Club member, you're gonna miss this. Uh. But if not, we'll see you to in the backstage. Beer and Sun Wednesdays. I hey, love these. Cheers. cheers. Except cheers she's not king. drinking beer. Scotch. It's it's not, just, not, it just seems like the right thing salt. to do. Are you, you're trans beer right now. No, okay. right, no, so. I'm not. I'm not even. If you're Arguing single, get married. At all. <laughs> if you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I got so many jokes for you right now, Gabe. <laughs> you don't know what the word beer means? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. No, I've never argued that, though. I just said this is scotch. I didn't even say that this is. Or, but, but you're trying to say that that scotch is actually beer. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not actually at no point. <laughs> you just Do you understand the words of my mouth? Nobody <laughs> understands the words of my mouth. Home. It's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy refining rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.